Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Startup Fridays podcast. I'm Hari Arakali, tech editor at Forbes India. In these podcasts, we'll bring you conversations with entrepreneurs who are finding opportunities in solving a variety of problems in multiple areas. We will also talk to investors from venture capital companies and other folks who are playing a significant role in India's maturing startup scene. You can find a new episode every Friday evening. You can also find us live on Instagram every Friday morning. Stay safe and happy listening. Our guest this morning, uh, this week, is uh, Vaibhav Agarwal. Uh, he started out as a medical doctor but found an entrepreneurial streak in himself and founded Prima Clinics, a chain of outpatient clinics uh, in New Delhi uh, and also pharmacies and diagnostic centers. His second startup uh, was called Comfort, which is in California and was also in the area of healthcare. He's an MBA from Stanford University and for the last five years, he's been a partner at Lightspeed India Partners, as you know, one of the top VC firms operating in this country. Vaibhav, uh, fantastic to have you with us this morning. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me over and, and thanks for the gracious introduction. Wonderful. So uh, for starters, uh, tell us a bit about uh, one thing that's not on your resume. One thing that's not on my resume. Uh, you know, what's not on my resume is that I used to be an emergency room doc. And uh, and uh, one of the most uh, fun times I had was, uh, was a summer spent in the Bronx in New York, where uh, I saw for the first time what, uh, what the underbelly of the US looks like. And, uh, and, and no night was, uh, was too boring. You know, all the way from gunshots to to chainsaws to what have you. I saw I saw some of the most uh, most incredible things in my life. Uh, you know, uh, in 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 the Bronx. So uh, I would say I I learned that everything that Quentin Tarantino has been making is actually understated. Uh, you know, to what I saw in that short summer. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's also continue a little bit more with uh, your own entrepreneurial journey before we get to your uh, investor uh, part of your work. Uh, tell us uh, what got you thinking about running a business, operating clinics and so on, uh, instead of pursuing a medical career. You know, honestly, it wasn't easy. And, uh, and it was slow and organic. Uh, while I, while, while in, you know, in hindsight, it might look like a sexy leap of faith. Trust me. I had my stomach in knots and 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 a, and a lot of doubt and and needed a lot of uh, support and uh, you know and help to to make that decision. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I think uh, it was just a big opportunity. Uh, you know, I, all all throughout undergrad, I would uh, train at a public hospital in Bombay, but then spend my summers in the U.S. And uh, you know, as a as a as a young uh, you know first teen teenager and then a twenty year old. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be thrown between these two systems that felt so different. You know, on the one hand, there'd be one which was just overburdened by patients and always scrambling to have enough medicines, enough beds, enough, enough, enough procedures. And then on the other, suddenly you'd see a system which was, you know, almost, almost uh, over-engineered and, and, and too costly and, and, you know, just trying to solve problems a different way. And, and I think that sowed the seeds of, uh, you know, of, of wanting to come back and make a change. Um, and, um, and, and, uh, you know, through, through med school, I explored research and wrote grants to, to make a change. So that was the first outlet. And, uh, I realized how slow that was and, you know, how long it took to bring about change. I thought about administrative services, you know, gee, like, should I, should I go become an IAS or something? And, and that, again, that felt very bureaucratic and, and, you know, something that would lead me to a place where I won't be surrounded in a, in an environment full of high energy. 
and then I found business. And then, you know, the more I started thinking about it, the more uh, it felt aligned with, uh, with, with, with who I am, which is action oriented, you know, happy to sort of roll up the sleeves and get shit done. Um, and and go go make the change that you want to see. So for me, that was the that was the kernel for uh, for uh, considering business, and it wasn't the first way I thought about bringing change. Mm. What were some of your uh, top uh, top uh, takeaways uh, building and running Prima Clinics? Geez, there's th- there are so many. Uh, I I I probably did more things wrong than right, <laughs> but. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe a couple that I would uh, that I would that I'd love to share with the audience because I'm guessing a lot of people here you know might be at startups or might want to join startups at some point. I think uh, I think in the first couple of years the the, the two, two decisions that have the most material impact on uh, odds of success are choice of problem and uh, and choice of your team. And uh, you know I I can't stress this enough. And uh, and I felt like on, on both of those, you know, I could have been more intentional, more deliberate uh, and, and could have made a more informed choice. So, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll give a couple examples. You know, while I and my two co-founders were, you know, had very different skill sets, all three of us were doctors. Right. And, uh, and, and, and in hindsight, you know, we were missing a few key skill sets between the three of us. Um, you know, uh, as, as far as the choice of problem goes, I, I felt like. I had seen the problem very closely, which is for those of you who don't know what Prima Clinics did, it was to bring branded, affordable technology backed care to middle income families. So, you know, anybody from a pediatric to a geriatric age group who needs anyways, you know, any, anything from a, from a simple vaccination shot all the way through, through asthma meds, chronic care could actually just walk into a clinic and, and get standardized care. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I had seen that almost I'd seen that problem from the weeds, you know, because I'd been the doctor. I had I had realized sorely how how patients were running to a corporate hospital, which really didn't care about giving quality primary care. They cared more about surgeries. All my best friends were wanted to be specialists. Nobody wanted to be a general physician. I, I had I had seen all of that in the in in the, in the grassroots in the weeds, but I hadn't sort of zoomed out and really really understood why these problems had had been the way they were. Why was the market the way it was? You know, why was nobody incentivized to solve these problems? And I felt like, you know, it was only a couple of years, two, three years into the journey that that I started seeing some fundamental structural reasons why a business like that would find, you know, very difficult to scale. So so, so I, I would say those are my two big takeaways, which is the zoom in and the zoom out on uh, on, on the problem and the approach. And, uh, and second is, uh, you know, being very intentional and patient about the team you build. Hmm. I was just thinking that it's a very interesting uh, kind of uh, tension between an entrepreneur who could solve one big problem for a whole bunch of people versus uh, a VC investor who could back many, many investors solving many, sorry, many, many entrepreneurs solving many different problems. Do you miss being an entrepreneur? How did you resolve this tension? You know, I was a, I, I was a wanderer in my early part of my career. You know, again, another thing that not many people know is that I also worked at a non-profit for two years. Uh, you know, so so all the way from starting a for-profit business to working in a non-profit to to to, to now being a capitalist, right? Sort of all all the ends of it. I, I would say that uh, I, I would say, Hari, that uh, you know, I've I've come to believe that uh, you know, uh, working as an investor is the most uh, is is the highest leveraged way of of making impact. And uh, 
you know, uh, when, when I was when I was an entrepreneur, I, I felt that uh, I, I was I was very deep in a problem, but that didn't really allow me to to apply the learnings, to apply what I saw across multiple, multiple journeys. Uh, when I was working in a nonprofit, I had the scale because, you know, you could work with governments. I was working with the Clinton Foundation, uh, which had incredible scale. Uh, but I felt that, uh, you know, change was relatively slow. And uh, and uh, uh, when you're working with large bureaucratic organizations, your hands are always tied on what you could and could not do. And so I felt that, you know, venture lends itself to both speed, to 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 creativity and questioning the status quo, which which again, sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a repeating theme in my career. Uh, you know that that's what I identify myself with, and 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 love uh, being in an environment that that supports that. Yeah, I I want to ask you about uh, the Indian startup scene. Uh, before that, just a reminder to the viewers: uh, I see one or two questions. Uh, hit the question button, ask your questions. We'll try and take as many as we can in the second half uh, uh, while Vibhav is with us. Uh, so yeah, uh, you've been uh, with Lightspeed uh, more than five years now. Um, what is different uh, today in the Indian startup ecosystem compared with when you were an entrepreneur? Everything's different, Hari. What isn't, right? Uh, all the way from, uh, uh, you know, how sexy this career is now. I remember when I wanted to uh, start a business, uh, you know, it was a business. It wasn't even entrepreneurship. You know, it, was even, it, it wasn't even called this. And, uh, and, and, uh, and my wife, uh, you know, my, my wife and her family, who, who are all doctors actually, were like, geez, like, what's wrong with this guy? Uh, and, and, and my own parents were like, hang on a second, like, why would you, why would you give up, uh, you know, a very aspirational profession for, for quote unquote business? And it was, it was hard. It was, it was a fair question. So I just think, uh, I just think the road that's been paved by, uh, you know, the, the, the first and second generation of entrepreneurs, whether it's the Bunsels and Bhavish and, and, and Ritesh Aroyo and Baiju and, and so many other incredible people. I think it's uh, it's really captured uh, the imagination of of this generation and 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 everyone around them, uh, you know that that this is this is uh, uh, you know uh, a high impact career option that's available to them. I think I think that's a huge change. So just this, the the pull that creates and the and the uh, you know the the quality of people it attracts, uh, you know towards uh, to, in, into the profession into into this stream of of creativity and business building. I think is the is the most profound impact and change that I think uh, this last decade has brought. I would say that today, uh, you know, the, the starting point of an entrepreneur, their understanding of technology markets, their understanding of what it takes to build a business, access to people, understanding of different functions, understanding of what to do, what not to do, understanding of how to pitch a business, how to hire, what kind of backgrounds to look from. It's so much faster. Like everything is, is, is so much, so much more mature. So I think that is, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably hundred X, you know, better than, than, than where we were 10 years ago. I think the second thing is the market's so much more deeper. Um, I, I would, I would, um, I would say that uh, a lot of the, of the enabling infrastructure that really powers internet economies, whether it's, uh, whether it's availability of smartphones and, and, and ubiquitous data, whether it's, uh, ability to you know remotely authenticate people and and uh, and actually transact and and actually make payments remotely um, or, uh, or 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 even if it's it's stuff like aadhaar right really enables uh, a lot of businesses and applications to get built that weren't just possible otherwise as an example 
you know, today you can make a five rupee payment on UPI and, and, you know, and, and, or, or make a small purchase inside a, inside a mobile game or what have you. But really that wasn't, that wasn't possible. We, we had to sort of send people to collect, collect money from, uh, from consumers' homes. And that really limited, uh, you know, what could get built and what could not get built. So I just think the depth of the market and, and, and the quality of, of talent and, and, and entrepreneurs is, is dramatically different uh, relative to 10 years ago. Mm. So on the one hand, the ecosystem is more mature today. Uh, there are more role models, more successes to talk about. Uh, what are some of the challenges that startups in India still face? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, uh, you know, building businesses in India still remains hard. Uh, it's, uh, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes we say that, uh, you know, India is, not a, India is not a forgiving environment to build a business in. And, and, and maybe I'll pick a couple of examples, um, you know, just, just operations and, and, and infrastructure, you know, even though a lot has changed, it's, it's still pretty, uh, pretty broken, right? So, you know, if, if you're a, if you're a commerce company like Udan or, or, or Flipkart, you know, you've, you've literally had to build out or, or orchestrate in, you know, to a large extent, a lot of the infrastructure that really enables these companies, which is supply chain, logistics, warehousing, procurement, last mile deliveries, you know, which, uh, which, which both increases cost, increases logistical complexity and, uh, and just the operations burden of these businesses. So just, you just having to build three, four, you know, more layers of a business, which takes time, capital and energy, uh, and, and creates more points of failure as, as businesses scale. Um, I think the other, uh, you know, structural impediment in the market today is that, uh, consumer pockets are still shallow. You know, if, if we think about, uh, you know, India's, uh, India's uh, per capita GDP, we're still hovering around the $2,000 mark, which is still, uh, you know, much, much lower in comparison to even our Southeast Asian neighbors like Indonesia and, and, and let alone, uh, you know, the two other markets we get most popularly compared with when it comes to start of China and the US. And so, you know, just the scale of business that you can build with, let's say the first you know, 20, 30, 40 million people, you know, tends to be capped. And therefore it needs just a lot more creativity. It needs a lot more distribution. It needs, a, sometimes it needs multiple product lines to, uh, to, to, to get to meaningful scale. So I think because of both these reasons, uh, you know, uh, I would say that uh, Indian, Indian founders have to, uh, you know, jump through a higher hurdle and, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, be more resilient and and, uh, and and solve for more surprises than some of their counterparts in, in more mature markets. Mm. And I also saw in the news uh, this morning uh, that many well-known VC uh, firms as well as uh, some well-known uh, startup founders as well. And there's the Rajan Anandan from you know, former Google India head who's now in Sequoia. And there's Bejul from Lightspeed. Uh, then Ravi Adishumali, uh, Baiju Ravindran, uh, many of these, and Kunal Shah, you've all uh, written a letter to the Prime Minister to allow Indian startups to list abroad directly. Is that something that will really help? I think, uh, you know, capital is like oxygen for startups uh, because, because they are, they are um, uh, you know, pursuing hyper-growth playbooks uh, and, and, and taking uh, outlier risk to, to, to build these businesses, uh, you know, cap, capital not only facilitates that, uh, you know, it also, it, it, it also gives you 
the room you need for experimentation, for creativity, for 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 making and recovering from mistakes, and uh, and uh, you know the U.S. capital markets, you know, are are the largest you know uh, capital markets in the world, and therefore you know anything that can enable access and and flow of capital from that market to Indian startups uh, definitely helps. Hmm. Let's talk a bit more specifically about the work that you do at Lightspeed. Uh, tell us about uh, some of the more recent interesting startups that you have personally championed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of, maybe maybe I'll mention a couple. You know, one startup that I'm really excited about is a company called Vigro. Uh, you know, this is a this is a B two B marketplace for the fifty billion dollar plus fruits and vegetables market. Um, and again, an example of a category that most uh, most of us, including myself, would have probably shied away from you know five or ten years ago because it was just like it just felt like it was a category that that almost needed everything uh, to be built from scratch but because of because of all the regulatory changes because of the internet penetration that farmers now have access to and almost all farmers are using using a smartphone these days we really think that it's it's, it's possible to uh, you know to um, to remove the inefficiency and and smoothen uh, the flows of fruits and vegetables in India. You know, I didn't know before I got involved with the company that India is the is is is, is a market that uh, that wastes about thirty to forty percent of all of all produce that gets generated in this country, which is which makes it amongst the most inefficient, uh, you know, uh, supply chains in the world. Um, so that's a that's a company that I'm that I'm um, you know very excited about. Um, I'm also excited about a company called Zetwork, uh, which is uh, you know really bringing make in India. Home, uh, you know, creating a network of uh, of factories and 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 softwares that really allow small fabricators across steel, industrial products, apparel, uh, you know, uh, consumer electronics and durables, what have you, really connect suppliers with large buyers, whether locally or or internationally. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, a, a category that I think uh, just manufacturing and and factories as a space is is not one that uh, has seen a lot of technological change over the last couple of decades, and this is a real opportunity for internet and, uh, you know, uh, 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 I, I would say marketplace uh, approaches to to transform that at high velocity. Hmm. You know how they say uh, wisdom lingers. So uh, over the years, uh, you would have seen a lot of that. Um, I'm sure there is a light speed uh, philosophy, light speed way of uh, identifying founders and startups. Uh, but for you personally, what do you look for when you back an entrepreneur or a startup? Yeah, yeah. You know, there are, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of very successful venture capitalists uh, will say that there is no one way to be very successful as a, as a VC. Uh, you know, there are, there are certain people who make lots of investments. There are others who make very few investments. There are some who tend to be very, very, thematic and very very sector driven there are others who are a lot more generalist and 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 range widely there are some who invest very early there are some who invest very late i think uh, i think it's really a you know uh, really one where uh, where i think each individual sort of gravitates to their own style uh, i would say that uh, you know what what i enjoy the most and i think you know i have i have uh, i've also been most successful doing is uh, is just backing outlier teams, irrespective of what they're building. Um, you know, I've I've come to believe that, uh, you know, the most uh, 
the, the, the rate limiter or the most scarce resource in the entire, you know, in the entire startup building business is, is, the, is the team and the entrepreneur themselves. And they are the real, real stars of the show. And, um, and uh, you know, anytime there's an opportunity to, to work with someone who's truly an outlier, has a bold vision, uh, you know, has the ability to take risk, uh, pull in capital and people, uh, and, and really, uh, you know, uh, go, go behind something with a very unique insight is such a rare uh, lining up of stars that almost any time that happens, irrespective of what problem they're going after, irrespective of what stage they're in, I feel compelled to go on a journey with them. So that's been my style, uh, Hari, of, uh, of venture investing. Hmm. Uh, you already mentioned we grow and Zetworks, but uh, specific to the outlier uh, comment, any names uh, that come to your mind, top of the mind, recall? Jeez, uh, you mean you mean startup teams? Right, the ones. I mean, you since you mentioned backing outliers, any any names that come to your mind? Well, uh, you, you're asking a parent to name their favorite children, which is gonna be which is gonna be hard. But uh, but 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 maybe I mean there there's so many. I feel you know we've had the we've had the privilege of working with at Lightspeed. I, and I and I think uh, you know some founders have just amazed us with uh, with what they've done. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Ritesh and Baiju are are, are obviously well known. Uh, you know, it's, it's just incredible that you know, you know, one one thinks that one sometimes thinks you know that uh, talent needs to come from certain colleges or certain geographies or certain backgrounds, but really, uh, you know, in in one case a college dropout and in the other case an educator could really, you know, build, a, you know, just incredible outlier companies in two different decades of their lives, you know, really, really serves as an inspiration of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very dangerous to, to, to think you figured out, you know, who's, a, who's an outlier, uh, you know, entrepreneur, who's not. I think more recently, I would say, you know, uh, have really enjoyed working with the, with the Apna team, uh, you know, uh, really a group of people who've come from all over, you know, from, from Apple, Uber, BCG, Swiggy, like a whole host of companies have really come together at a very momentous time, which is COVID, uh, to really, you know, uh, solve an important problem, which is livelihoods and community for blue and gray collar workers. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's another journey that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm, uh, uh, really, uh, you know, impressed by. And, and, and of course, there's so many incredible founders, even outside, uh, outside, uh, you know, Lightspeed's ecosystem, whether it's Sriharsha at Swiggy, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Gaurav at an academy, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, um, folks at delivery, Sahil at delivery. I mean, I, I just think Dipinder at Zomato. I just think there's so many incredible people to to learn from and 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 model after. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Apna is definitely doing some really impressive work at a very kind of critical time in India. Uh, and I guess what they're doing could be global. Uh, and while we are on the topic of founders, uh, you know, folks uh, talk about how being a startup founder is a very uh, lonely pursuit. Uh, you know, break that down for us a little bit. Explain it. I mean, you've also been an entrepreneur. You know, it is it, it is lonely uh, because uh, you know, in your uh, in your in your highest highs, you know, there's always a team and there's always a you know, it, your highest highs are always the work of a thousand hands. But uh, but when you're in your in your lowest lows, in in some ways, you know, the the uh, the ball stops at you, right? Somewhere, some you know, somewhere along the way, you 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 made a decision or or, or, or you, uh, you know, you, you performed an action that, uh, that could get linked to, you know, the, the, the low. And so I think, uh, just psychologically and emotionally, uh, I think it can be, uh, it can be pretty draining, uh, for an entrepreneur to be, to be going through a startup journey. I, I, 
I actually think like, you know, like building a startup is not for the faint hearted. And, uh, and, and I think uh, it takes a lot of support, you know, from, from family, from friends, from partners, from, uh, from your board, from your co-founders, uh, you know, to, uh, to, really, to really see through that and come out victorious. Um, I, think it, I think it takes a lot. Mm. Was there a, a really dark day for you as an entrepreneur? And was there a high point? Really dark day and, 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 a, and a high point. Uh, I think the high point was really, uh, you know, opening our first clinic. You know, I, I still remember it. It's, it's just like so much, uh, so much comes together when the first customer walks through the door. Uh, you know, all the way, everything that's been brewing inside your head, you know, all the way from colors and logos to, to you know, what our service offering is going to be, to who the doctor inside the clinic is going to be. And, and you know, and, and, and everything just flows in that, in that moment. And so that, that I would say, you know, is a, is a, is a feeling I won't forget. Um, I think the I, I think the dark time is uh, was uh, you know actually actually a little bit after uh, after I decided to move on from Prima um, and uh, and you know uh, while the romantic idea is that uh, you know a failed entrepreneur is a is a very glorious executive and everybody wants to hire them you know there was a time when when I was uh, extremely disillusioned and 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 uh, you know still coming to terms with reading the market wrong. Um, and, uh, and, and at the same time, uh, you know, uh, not really finding a good opportunity to go work at and, uh, and it almost felt like, uh, and still these were, these, these were the early days of entrepreneurship. So failed entrepreneurs was not something that anybody was thinking about hiring. And so, you know, at that time, it just felt like I was a, I was, um, I was, I was a fit for nothing. And so, uh, you know, th- that I remember as, a, as, as being one of, uh, one of the lowest points, uh, you know, in my, uh, in my early, early career. Mm. I was, uh, you know, just as some homework ahead of this conversation, I was uh, reading uh, your brief bio on your website. Uh, uh, You end it by saying that uh, a human uh, can really move mountains if she really uh, wants to do it. And of course, these days it's also politically correct and fashionable to use she instead of he. But I was also feeling that you're making a subtle point. Uh, So just wanted you to think aloud about... uh, uh, women in uh, venture capital, women in uh, startups, there are so many talented uh, women today out there, but obviously they're not getting their due. Uh, so just want you to want your views on this. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, a, a thriving uh, technology and startup ecosystem, uh, you know, uh, can, can, can really hit its full potential without participation of actually all, all, all walks of society. And, and women is an important underrepresented group today. Uh, as, a, as an example, you know, if, if, if an entrepreneur, if, if, if an entrepreneur is building a social uh, product for women and there is nobody on the team that has a woman's perspective, like, geez, that is such a missed opportunity because you're going to build products for, for months and you're going to keep launching them and thinking, you know, gee, like, why don't I, why do we not get product market fit? And then, you know, you just realize you just don't even get your consumer. Um, in a in a in a world where you know uh, half of the internet users, if 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 uh, you know, or, or or some number close to that are women, you know, not not. I mean, it's 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 crazy to me that we even need to have this conversation in in, in 2021. You know, on 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 why we need you know greater women participation. You know, I'm um, I'm I'm married to a woman who works in you know who works in technology. My mom, uh, you know, was a was an equal you know a professional with my dad. So. 
even even this idea of uh, of 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 having a workplace where you don't have uh, you know women participation is is just incredibly alien and and you know one of my reasons uh, for 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 you know really enjoying my work at Lightspeed is you know we have we have been very intentional about making sure that you know both in founders we work with and in and in in colleagues we bring on board you know we are we are super intentional about uh, about making sure that we have women uh, you know as part of the group so as, as a related point uh, has anything come to your mind uh, you know because you're very much within the vc industry you see so many startups uh, you have to deal with government policy has anything jumped out at you as something that is still missing in india in terms of the uh, startup ecosystem i think a few things I, i i just think in in general the exit opportunities in india for startups are still limited um and uh, and and there's an important nuance there i think it's a function of maturity of the market uh, you know in 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 markets like china and the us uh, you know if a, in a, in a scenario where the startup is not a not a full home run right let's say let's say somebody has a great technology but is not really able to rack up revenues uh, you know or or in some other cases you know somebody has a valuable ip but is really not able to commercialize it you know there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of good financial outcomes for those companies you know whether it's a whether it's a larger pharma company buying out a subscale biotech company with ip or whether it's a larger technology company buying somebody for their te- for for their for their technology uh you know i i just think the mna activity and the, and that ecosystem is is very thriving and and that allows you know i would say the 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 ecosystem to for the for the cycle to complete right and for companies to companies to exit for founders to come out of those business and 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 go on build their next thing uh i think in india you know those those uh, uh th- those opportunities to exit are are fairly limited um secondly also on public markets i would say in general that uh, you know it's it still remains to be seen uh, you know what the appetite and understanding of of really these uh, these internet businesses that that actually look very different on a pnl is going to be on in the in, in the public market so so far so good but we're really hoping that you know some of the early companies that are going public now uh you know uh really are able to educate the market and and are able to set a strong precedent so that the the path is laid down for for many many more founders to uh, to access mm. on the flip side uh, uh you know i was talking to uh amit anand at jungle ventures recently and he mentioned that uh, the money that you see that's coming into indian startups today uh he's convinced that it's the tip of the iceberg Uh, and that the best is yet to come uh, in terms of everything just wanted to ask you what you think of that tough to predict uh, you know always uh, always crystal ball gazing is uh, is, uh, is 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 challenging and i think in general directionally it feels like you know technology businesses and internet companies are going to see uh, acceptance and understanding from an ever larger pool of investors uh and and that should reflect in capital flows uh, you know even in this region um uh, the other way to the other way to think about this is you know india is probably one of the largest markets of its size and impact that's still open socio economically stable and 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 democratic and so really you know as you as you think about large countries to deploy uh you know let's call it technology dollars in you know india india is pretty high on that list so So I I I I I would tend to agree with him but again you know these things are hard to predict. Hmm. Um 
at light speed i mean it looks like it's uh, uh, fairly uh, sector agnostic but uh, are there specific uh, areas and sectors that uh, you feel are most promising today so, just opportunity everywhere hari i mean to, to sort of you know share a few we are really excited about crypto uh, you know and 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 spending time in that area really really excited about marketplaces you know uh, solving problems in in categories that are quote unquote harder than the than the than the first categories that got picked so whether that's agri manufacturing construction real estate uh, exports right so these are all categories where i think uh, you know multiple large businesses can get built uh, education uh, you know has seen a massive change through covid and it's unlikely that you know we'd go back to the same uh, chalk and blackboard that uh, that we were in pre covid even though it might not be fully virtual and i god forbid if it is but uh, but you know even a hybrid world calls for you know a whole bunch of different tools and 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 solutions uh, you know new types of digital experiences uh, today uh, you know indians are and, and millennials in particular are spending so much time online uh, and really uh, you know besides short video and and uh, you know just a, maybe a, a thin selection of games there's not much more that uh, that that they can spend time on i, I think there's a real opportunity to build uh, very deep experiences whether they're social whether they are uh you know entertainment oriented or whether it's just you know flat out gaming that uh you know that can engage these audiences over long periods of periods of time uh continue to be very excited about software uh you know building enterprise software you know from india for the world so just sharing a few happy to go on any that that might interest hmm. uh maybe a couple of uh, questions from our audience as i mentioned to you a fair number of them are fairly young uh and this question maybe i can sharpen it a bit there are two ways i see looking at it one is uh, can you pursue uh, an entrepreneurial pursuit effort while being in a job i guess that's one way of looking at it another one is how do you decide between taking up a job versus becoming an entrepreneur yeah so so i think it's, it's 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 at the end of the day there is no there's no perfect way to start up and uh, and and i feel like uh, uh, you know you meet you meet 10 startups and they have 10 different origin stories I think the I, I think the only uh, the only mistake I'd I'd, I'd caution against is uh, is is armchair innovation and and uh, and vicarious starting up, which is uh, you know where where one is you know spending uh, you know, only only little time and attention to really exploring ideas fully. You know the 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 thing about startups is that and and this is something I've come to realize is that it's only rarely that. you know uh, the 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 full idea or the full mystery reveals itself while you are still uh, while you still at your at your last thing you know sometimes uh, sometimes you know starting a business is a little bit like a it takes a little bit of a leap of faith it's like you know you're jumping uh, from one tree to the other but you can't grab the next branch while you have fully let go before you fully let go of the of the branch before and uh, and and my experience uh, of of entrepreneurship personally has been that uh, you know it's only after i've spent a few weeks to a few months fully immersing myself in an opportunity fully fully uh, understanding it from different angles fully running experiments you know that that i start seeing it in its uh, in its truest way and 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 does a business opportunity fully reveal itself before that it always feels like gee like i need to i need i need more proof i need more evidence i need to de-risk it more and and you re- really never able to take the leap so again don't want to be prescriptive i think it's different people different strokes but uh, but in my personal experience it does take a leap of faith and and full immersion before you able to start up hmm. so this is more of an observation from ankit underscore bharti but 
Uh, I thought uh, we could use this to ask you the following uh, about the following point. Uh, India has kind of become a, where the de facto model is to seek uh, VC backing or you know angel backing to start a startup. Is that the only way, or you know, can an entrepreneur just think about the problem and not worry too much about uh, getting VC backing at least to start with? I, uh, I I think it really depends on what you're building, uh, but uh, but but. Uh... Totally. I mean, I, I think a lot of startups uh, lend themselves to to different approaches. As an example, you know, if you're building a, a a business that can be inherently profitable quickly, you know, you you know you you really don't need venture dollars unless you wanna you wanna scale and win the market. Uh, whereas whereas others that actually need a lot of investment upfront, whether it's a biotech startup, whether it's you know a deep tech company, whether it's building a social network, whether it's building a marketplace. You know that need a lot of behavior change. That need a lot of seeding the seeding the the core the core flywheels of the business. You know they're just inherently unprofitable to begin with, and so those need I would say high risk, deep deep uh, you know investing to to actually get them off the ground. Uh, but 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 really, I mean, if you're building a consumer brand, you're building enterprise software, you know, for that that is selling to other businesses. Uh, you know, you're you're building. Uh, a services business, you know, many of those actually, you know, lend themselves to very, very reasonable, very, very, uh, you know, profitable scales, even without venture dollars. Mm. Okay, one last question from the audience, and I have a few rapid fire questions I want to ask you. Uh, so m- maybe I, I would like to uh, modify this question a little bit. Uh, having been an entrepreneur, does it uh, equip you to emphasize more with the position of a founder? Does it make you a better investor? I, I so I think you're asking me two different questions. Does it help you empathize and 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 really work better with 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 entrepreneurs a hundred percent? Because you know it just instantly builds trust and and you know when you've been in the same trenches, you just you know there's there, there's a shared language, there's a shared uh, uh, experience that is that is very uniting and that allows uh, you know two two co travelers to to just you know go on a journey together in a in a, with with a much more intimate connect. So, so I, I, I definitely think that's true. Having said that about being a good investor, you know, I know of several very, very uh, successful investors who have never been entrepreneurs. And so I, I, I don't think necessarily being an entrepreneur is a, is a, and, and I know of several who were, who were entrepreneurs and then tried their hand in investing and weren't as successful or, or didn't enjoy it. So I, I don't think the two are, uh, two are very correlated, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur and success adventure. Okay, so a few uh, rapid-fire questions before we wrap this up. Uh, try and answer as quickly as you can without thinking too much about it. Um, professionally, name one person who has left a deep impression on you and tell us why, briefly. You know, one one person I've uh, I've, I've I've read more about and and, uh, and and gotten inspired by over the last uh, year year and a half maybe would be Charlie Munger. Um, and and a lot of investors talk about it, uh, talk about him, but I have discovered him only in the last uh, you know in the, in the in the last couple of years. And uh, and there are two things in particular that uh, you know that have that have impressed me about uh, about him. And uh, you know one is the emphasis on values. Uh, you know when when um, you know when you're in the business of capitalism, you know sometimes there's a temptation to cross to cut corners to to to, to do something that may not be that that may be frayed around the edges. Uh, but, uh, but I, and, and, and it's irrespective of what you do, right? It doesn't, it's not only as a capitalist, but it's also true as an entrepreneur. It's also true as an executive. It's also true as a business leader. Uh, but I just think, uh, you know, uh, 
the 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 emphasis he places on values and and on reputation i think uh, has has really resonated with me uh, you know and at one point he says it takes a lifetime to build it but a second to ruin it i i, I think that's that's something i find myself thinking about a lot these days um and uh, and i and i think uh, uh you know uh, the 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 other thing that i would say that uh, that has been that has been top of mind for me you know especially in this environment that we've been in where Uh, you know rounds are happening very fast and 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 everybody is in a rush and and there are rounds getting announced every day is uh, it's just the importance to pause and and think deeply i mean it's just the basics but uh, but it's been a reminder that uh, you know that uh, uh, there there's a lot of uh, alpha or or a lot of differentiation and 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 performance to be delivered by just uh, just deep uh, reflective thinking mm-hmm. uh, one book that you keep returning to Oh God! One book that I, you know, one one book that I maybe I'll interpret this as one book that I keep gifting uh, is a book called Range, uh, you know, by by David Epstein. Uh, you know, I, the 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 you know the book has uh, has uh, has really challenged uh, the historical or at least my one of my long held views that uh, really doing something for a very very long time and 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 really doing it repeatedly compounds knowledge and expertise and skill. and you know i i train in medicine and so i would imagine you know if you do sort of do a you know a, f- a few 10000 hours or or whatever you know a few 100 hours of 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 just surgery right you just get really good at it and that's what i would i i thought intuitively uh, but one of the one of the uh, you know core core uh, premises of the book is that actually you know uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, leaps and uh, and success to be achieved by uh, by having breadth before depth and and that i think is uh, is very interesting What does money mean to you? In one or two sentences. Ability to, the currency to buy time. Okay, reasonably cryptic but uh, thought-provoking. Uh, uh, one important thing uh, you never start your day without could be an activity, a habit, a beverage, anything. Never start my day without. My wife's a tea addict, and even though even though I am not, like that's what we're drinking most mornings. <laughs> hmm. uh your favorite hack uh, to get yourself uh, out of a funk oh geez like something i've thought about so much because of the because of the covid year and there have been so many times that i've been in a funk uh, i think a couple and actually i've dis- i've rediscovered them both one is reading uh, and 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 learning something new and 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 the other is uh, is playing tennis so i think it's just you know just just going outdoors and 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 playing a little bit i think uh, is they've been they've been my two trusted friends hmm One city you would love to live in. So many. Uh, Florence, Italy. Last question. Uh, if you could be anyone for a day, uh, who would you pick and why? You know, one of the one of the people you know that I that have conti- continued to pique my curiosity. Uh, you know, is uh, is Leonardo da Vinci, and uh, and and the reason for that is. Uh, you know it's, it's almost like every few years i discover a new dimension of his work you know and and you know all the way from physics to astronomy to 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 life sciences to of course art and 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 everything else projectiles and and what have you i mean it just feels like uh, you know there has been a you know a body of work that somebody has produced in relatively modern times uh, that still uh, remains unfathomable and uh, and and i'd love to sort of understand his methods and 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 practices and 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 ways of thinking that just allowed him to you know work at that at that scale and level 
Fantastic. We've run out of time. Uh, Vaibhav, it was uh, a pleasure. Uh, wonderful to have you uh, with us this morning. Thank you for making time for it again. And we hope to keep the conversation going. Thanks so much for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. I've never done these on Instagram before. So thanks for popping my cherry. <laughs> so that was Vaibhav Agarwal at uh, Lightspeed uh, uh, India. Um, that's it for uh, this week's uh, Startup Fridays. Uh, it was a great conversation. I'll be back next week, next Friday, uh, with an entrepreneur uh, who's built a very interesting company uh, around an artificial intelligence-based engine that's helping many corporate customers. Uh, Until then, uh, wherever you are, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. Have a great Friday and a wonderful weekend ahead.